We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Episode 677 of the Al Galdi Podcast. It is Friday, October 13th, 2023. Yes, it is Friday the 13th. A big night in Washington, D.C. We have the Capitals regular season opener, the Caps versus the arch rival Pittsburgh Penguins at Capital Win Arena Friday night at 7.30. We also have Galdi on location. <laughs> uh, Friday evening at Walter's Sports Bar, right near Nationals Park in D.C., is the second annual Nats Chad podcast party. Uh, as many of you know, I do not one but two podcasts, this podcast and the Nats Chad podcast with Nats insider Mark Zuckerman of MassInSports.com. And Friday evening at 6.30 at Walter's, we are doing a second annual Nats Chat Podcast Party. We last year got a great turnout. Uh, I met a lot of great listeners, so I'm looking forward to this. And uh, all are invited. You don't even have to be a Nats fan to attend the party. Uh, But if you happen to be in the area or if you can make it to Walters, uh, I'd love to see you. Uh, I'm going to try to get Mark to do a keg stand. (laughs) Uh, We'll see if that happens. Hello and welcome to this Friday installment of the Al Galdi Podcast. Coming up on the show, in-depth preview of the two and three commanders, at the 3-2 and two Atlanta Falcons this Sunday afternoon at 1. Will the Manders bounce back from what happened in Week 5 of this 2023 NFL regular season? The hideous 40-20 loss to the Chicago Bears at FedEx Field on Thursday Night Football. You know what's especially bad when you get routed on Thursday Night Football is that you have a week and a half to stew uh, over what happened in that game. So we have had way too long to think about and lament that loss to the Bears. Next segment, I will talk commander's offense, including lots of stuff from assistant head coach slash offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy in a pre-practice press conference early Thursday afternoon. Eric talked about quarterback Sam Howell's sack problem, the development of Sam, uh, the pass-heavy play calling, and more. Lots of good stuff from Eric on Sam. Uh, I then will talk commander's defense, including key comments from defensive coordinator Jack Del Rio in a pre-practice press conference on Thursday, including some brutal honesty from Jack about corner Emmanuel Forbes Jr. and about the defense 
getting off to this bad start to the regular season of Jack having harped on the defense, needing to get off to a good start to the regular season. I then will present to you rhyming keys, my keys to a commander's victory in rhyming fashion, and I then will give you my prediction for the game. By the way, Commander's limited partner, Magic Johnson, who also is a limited partner in the ownership of the Los Angeles Dodgers. Did you see what Magic tweeted on Thursday morning? So uh, on Wednesday's show, episode 675, talked about the tweet that Magic put out shortly after that Commander's loss to the Bears. Quote, tonight, the Commanders played with no intensity or fire. We didn't compete in the first half and got down at 27-3 heading into halftime. It was too big of a hole to climb out of, and that is why we ended up losing 40-20, end quote. And I talked about how magic on Twitter is kind of a thing. Uh, He tweets these, like, obvious things that get mocked, and so you got to be careful with reading too much into what he tweeted after that loss to the Bears. Well, sure enough, Magic on Thursday morning tweeted about the Dodgers uh, off them getting swept by the Arizona Diamondbacks in three games in a National League Division Series. Tweeted Magic, quote, We're all disappointed that our Dodgers didn't hit or pitch well. That's why we lost the series to the Diamondbacks, end quote. (laughs) The Dodgers didn't hit or pitch well. That's why they lost the series to the Diamondbacks. Uh, You don't say the team neither hit nor pitched well, and that's why the team lost that series to the Diamondbacks. Gotta love Magic Johnson on Twitter. Hey, the guy is a sports legend, so he could tweet whatever the heck he wants. Uh, Also, on this installment of the podcast, college football, Goldilocks, my previews and picks against the spreads for Maryland, Navy, Virginia Tech, and Virginia. Uh, The games that I will be discussing for college football week seven, Maryland, home to Illinois, Saturday afternoon at 3.30. Virginia Tech, home to Wake Forest, Saturday afternoon at 3.30. And Navy at Charlotte, Saturday afternoon at 2. You can tweet me at Al Galdi. You can email me, the Al Galdi podcast at yahoo.com. Email from Wendell Hicks on the commander's defense, writes Wendell, I hope and pray that all is well. Thank you, Wendell, continues Wendell. Whatever happened to the commander's defense using the five down lineman package, the Cinco package? It seems that over the past couple of seasons, when the team had problems generating a pass rush or stopping the run, the team would lean on going with five defensive linemen to get right. I was at the debacle against the Bears, and I don't think that I saw the Cinco package once. The only thing that I could think of was that players who would be a part of the package, Fedarian Mathis and F.A. Obata, are on injured reserve. Whatever the case, I hope that the team gets itself together and that Mark Bullock's suggestion of going more zone is helpful. Uh, Thank you for the email, Wendell. Uh, Yes, great insight on the commander's defense, including how to fix the defense from commander's analyst Mark Bullock of Bullock's Film Room, which you can find at markbullock.substack.com. He was on Wednesday's show, episode 675. So we this season have seen some of the Cinco package with either John Ridgway or Abdullah Anderson serving as the additional defensive lineman in addition to the uh, usual four of Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, Montez Sweat, and Chase Young. Obviously, though, when you go Cinco, uh, that is one less guy behind the defensive line. And the commanders right now are having some problems <laughs> defending the pass. So do you want one less guy in coverage? Now, maybe that's worth it 
for the additional pass rush. It's a strange deal with the commander's pass rush. The commanders for this regular season through week five were tied for number six in the NFL in team sack percentage, 9.09. The commanders are generating sacks, but what's also true is that the commanders for this regular season through week five were just number 26 out of 32 NFL teams in pass rush win rate per ESPN and the NFL's next-gen stats. So the team is getting sacks, but actually not doing well in terms of winning actual pass rush battles. Email from Jim D on Commander's Head Coach Rod Rivera. Writes, Jim, hope all is well with you and yours. Thank you, Jim. Continues, Jim. I am in a Twitter chat with a bunch of Commander's fans, and all of us think that something seems to be off about Ron. Did you see how on Monday he was asked about the 2023 draft class and instead pivoted to talking about Sam Howell? Either Ron did this on purpose or Ron didn't realize that his quarterback was not in this year's draft class. From battling skin cancer to his mother's passing to generally dealing with Dan Snyder throughout this run, a lot of us wonder if quite simply a lot has been taken out of Ron. He just seems to be way too aloof lately. We've all been talking about Ron getting fired, but it's gotten to the point where I wonder if he will take it upon himself to resign after this season. What do you think? Uh, Thank you for the email, Jim. Yes, I have always felt that Ron Rivera resigning after this season is a possibility. Resigning as a way of, okay, he got fired, but we're going to call this a resignation. And if the team does well this season, I could see Ron resigning too, just as a way to leave on a high note, you know, get out while the getting is still good. But yes, that was odd. Ron, in his press conference this past Monday afternoon, got asked by a friend of this podcast, Commander's Insider Ben Standing of The Athletic, about the lack of impact from the Commander's 2023 NFL Draft class and from the team's 2023 free agent class, and then pivoted right to talking (laughs) about Sam Howell. Uh, Here was the exchange in its entirety. I know we asked you before about um, lack of snaps for the rookie class other than Mm -hmm. for Emmanuel. Then you look at some of the free agent signings, and at least from the outside, there's some questions or concerns about what we've seen. Are you surprised, I guess, is overall between the draft and the free agent class that there seem to be a lot of questions about uh, w- how these players are helping you guys? Well, I think the biggest thing, more anything else to look at, and you know, and and and, and think about is is starting the the, the, the young quarterback. You know, that's going to create some things that are going to happen. And and I think as we play, it doesn't matter who we play, as he grows and develops and gets better and better, uh, so will we. And I think that's a little that's a little bit part of it. Um, looking in and evaluating the draft class, you know, there's a reason why we drafted some of those guys. Each of those guys, there's a reason for it. An example is Quan. You know, what happened last year to, to uh, Cam. You know, we really felt that we needed to have a, another top flight, young, uh, depth, uh, type of safety, and that's what we did in the draft. And so, you know, some of those guys we, we, we drafted for specific reasons, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll continue to work with them. All right. So that was from this past Monday afternoon. I don't think that Ron Rivera started talking about Sam Howell because Ron was confused or anything like that. I think that Ron sees Sam as a bright spot on the team and as someone who others want to hear about and sees talking about the team having a young starting quarterback as a way of providing context for the team being two and three. And so whenever possible, Ron brings up Sam 
Ron views bringing up Sam as something with minimal downside. <laughs> you know, there's an episode of Family Guy in which Lois Griffin runs for mayor, and she's completely unqualified. And she at a debate slash town hall <laughs> just starts saying 9-11 whenever she gets asked a question, as in 9-11 was bad. You know, she says something as like obvious as that. And the people in attendance keep cheering more and more. And the idea, and obviously uh, this is satire because Family Guy is a cartoon, is that you as a politician can just keep bringing up 9-11 to justify anything or to frame anything. Here is the clip that I'm talking about. Try giving short, simple answers. Mrs. Griffin, what do you plan to do about crime in our city? A lot. Because that's what Jesus wants. 9-11 was bad. I agree with that. What are your plans for cleaning up our environment? 9-11. What about our traffic problem? 9-11. All right, so... Just keep saying 9-11 to answer tough questions when you don't really have good answers to those tough questions. I think that there may be something similar here with Ron Rivera in invoking Sam Howell. Ron, when in doubt, just says Sam Howell. Ron, what do you have to say about your underwhelming 2023 draft class? Sam Howell. Ron, what do you have to say about your underwhelming 2023 free agent class? Sam Howell. Ron, why is your defense so bad? Sam Howell. Ron, why is the team in the midst of yet another slow start to a regular season with the U.S. head coach? Sam Howell. (laughs) You see, there is a strategy to what Ron Rivera is doing. And there also is strategy to playing underdog fantasy, which is great. Uh, Underdog fantasy is the best and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Check out underdogfantasy.com or download the Underdog Fantasy app. And Underdog Fantasy is offering something special for listeners of this podcast. If you sign up now with the promo code GALDI, my last name, G-A-L-D-I, GALDI, Underdog Fantasy will double your first deposit with up to $500 in bonus cash when you make your first deposit of at least $10. So in other words, if you deposit $500, you get $500 for free. Free money. Uh, I this NFL season and making fantasy football picks for Commander's games in terms of underdog fantasies, higher lower totals for each game. Here are my picks for Commander's Falcons. I'm playing two higher lower totals. Uh, there is no <laughs> rushing yardage total for Commander's quarterback Sam Howell this week, probably for good reason. I went higher on the Sam Howell rushing yardage total for each of the previous three weeks and one each week of uh, the play. That I like for the Commanders this week is for receiver Jahan Dodson to have higher than three receptions. His uh, higher lower total for receptions is three. I'm going higher on that. And the total for combined rushing and receiving touchdowns for Falcons running back Bijan Robinson is 0.5. Him finding the end zone at least once, uh, either via a carry or a reception, not that far fetched, right? So I'll go higher 
on him having a total of 0.5 combined rushing and receiving touchdowns. So Jahan Dodson higher than three receptions and Bijan Robinson higher than 0.5 combined rushing and receiving touchdowns. And all of this is through Underdog Fantasy. You can join me via a great deal. Go to underdogfantasy.com or download the Underdog Fantasy app. And if you sign up now with the promo code GALDI, Underdog Fantasy will double your first deposit with up to $500 in bonus cash when you make your first deposit of at least $10. So if you deposit $500, you get $500 for free. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code GALDI. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, we all love the NFL, and we all love pizza. So make Little Caesars part of your NFL game day. Little Caesars is the official pizza sponsor of the NFL. Order online during Little Caesars Pizza Pizza pregame, which is one hour before and three hours after NFL kickoffs, plus all day Sunday. You can pick your favorite Little Caesars pizza. You can pick the toppings that you crave, kind of like picking players for your fantasy team, only with Little Caesars pizza you never lose. And Little Caesars offers convenient delivery as well as the in-store pizza portal pickup. So grab some friends and enjoy a few slices during the game. Little Caesars Pizza Pizza. Hey, if you are looking for an amazing Washington Commanders fan community to be a part of, to placate your burgundy and gold obsession, make bgobsession.com your Washington football fan destination. BG Obsession, or BGO, has been the home of the most knowledgeable, friendly, and passionate Washington fans on the web since 2009. BGO is a special place at which you can join your fellow fans for some smart football discussion, great contests, game day chats, and even lifelong friendships. What are you waiting for? Visit and join BGO at bgobsession.com, home to your burgundy and gold obsession. Well, business remains good for the commanders under the ownership of the Josh Harris Group. The team on Thursday afternoon announced that the game against the Philadelphia Eagles at FedEx Field on October 29th is sold out. 
So the Commanders now are four for four this regular season in terms of selling out home games. Uh, Now, (laughs) we in each of the two previous home games, the 37-3 loss to the Buffalo Bills at FedEx Field in Week 3 and the 40-20 loss to the Chicago Bears at FedEx Field on Thursday Night Football in Week 5, did see a good number of the opposing team's fans. So we shall see if FedEx Field on October 29th is once again overtaken by Eagles fans. But the Commanders being 4 for 4 this regular season in terms of selling out home games, uh, a good thing. Uh, Not a good thing is this ongoing three-game losing streak for the Commanders. Is it about to end? Uh, Washington has gone from having its first 2-0 start to a regular season since 2011 to now this three-game losing streak. The 2-3 and three Commanders are at the 3-2 and two Atlanta Falcons this Sunday afternoon at 1. Next segment, we'll talk Commanders defense. Right now, we talk Commanders offense. Every single offensive player on the Commanders active roster was a full participant in Thursday afternoon's practice. Tied in Curtis Hodges, who did not practice on Wednesday afternoon due to illness, practiced fully on Thursday afternoon. The Commanders offense, knock on wood, uh, is very healthy right now. And also healthy right now is the Falcons defense. Every defensive player on their active roster was a full participant in practice on Thursday. Here's something that I came across on Thursday. Commanders quarterback Sam Howell over his first six career NFL regular season games has 10 completions each of at least 30 yards. That is the most such completions for a player over his first six career NFL regular season games since the start of the 2020 season. So this includes the 2020, 2021, 2022, and 2023 NFL draft quarterback classes. Pretty impressive. Sam Howell so far this regular season is having an impressive statistical season. The number one problem, as we all know, is the taking of sacks. He and the team have got to get that under control. Sam is on pace to blow away the NFL record for most sacks taken by a quarterback in a regular season. The record is 76 by the Houston Texans' David Carr in 2002. Sam has taken 29 sacks over five games this regular season. He's on pace to take 99 sacks in this regular season. The record is 76. Sam is on pace for 99. Commander's assistant head coach slash offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy did a pre-practice press conference on Thursday early in the 12 p.m. hour. Uh, this was Eric on the problem that is Sam Howell taking so many sacks. Every day, you want to make sure that you're taking care of your quarterback. Obviously, some of that is self-inflicted wounds by him. But also, too, I mean, we're a team. And collectively, we all take our share uh, uh, in the blame. So we just need to make sure that we're doing a great job of protecting up front. we got to make sure that we're giving our guys all the answers on how to handle all the different issues. But then when it's all said and done, we just need to perform and execute better. And... You would love to keep the quarterback clean. Obviously, this is a professional football league. Uh, Sometimes things happen. And I'll say this, sometimes without no bad luck, we wouldn't have any good luck. The beauty of it is I think all of this that has happened is helping us to grow together. The thing that I'm finding is the communication level between players, okay? Also, with coaches, I can see the growth process. And one thing that you learn, and I've shared this before, and I was just telling our players this, is communication is the key to any successful relationship. I like where we are because I can see our guys doing a much better job of over-communicating at the line of scrimmage. I can hear them in the background communicating, making all the necessary calls. So 
Yes, would we like to be better? Yes, would we like to keep him clean? Yes, okay? But for whatever reason, that has brought us to this place, and it's making us a much better team. One of the things that we're learning about Eric Bieniemy is that he at these Thursday pre-practice press conferences gives lengthy, almost filibustering <laughs> type answers. He says a lot, but he in a lot of ways does not say much. That's fine, by the way. Uh, but he is short on specifics and long on, shall we say, generic talking points. Uh, I did, though, find it noteworthy that Eric early in that answer brought up, quote, self-inflicted wounds by him, end quote, as in Sam Howell being at fault for a good number of the sacks that he has taken. More from Eric Bieniemy on Thursday afternoon on the Sam Howell sack problem, which included him taking five sacks in the loss to the Bears on Thursday night football in week five, despite the Bears coming into that game with a mere two sacks over four games this regular season. I think every day is a learning process for Sam. So, you know, it's unfortunate that these sacks have happened. I, I, I think there is some good that has taken place. I mean, obviously, you never want the outcome to be what it was. But I thought Sam did a heck of a job of managing the game. I thought he played his tail off. I thought he competed. I thought he hung in the pocket. I thought he tried to do everything that we asked him to do. So when you have a player that magnitude, obviously, you don't want the bad to take place. But the thing that I'm learning about Sam is that Sam is just a competitor. Sam wants to do right. He does not want to let his teammates down. The thing that I appreciate about him is he doesn't back down from anything. It's, it's, he feels that there's nothing he can't handle. So with him having that attitude and mindset, yes, it is my job as a coach to protect him. But also, too, how are we going to get the playing experience if we don't learn how to play through those times, through those experiences? So... Right now, I think he's doing a great job of handling everything, proud of what he's done. And, I mean, we're five games into this, and I truly believe everything is looking up. The question is, can Sam Howell get to a point to where, instead of taking nearly six sacks per game, as is the case now, he's taking, say, three sacks per game, or maybe even two sacks per game. Taking nearly six sacks per game wrecks you as an offense. And it's not just the sacks that Sam is taking, it's the yardage lost on the sacks that Sam is taking. Sam, for this regular season through week five, had taken not just an NFL worst 29 sacks, but also an NFL worst 185 yards lost on sacks taken. The next worst total, 150 by New York Giants quarterback Daniel Jones, who has taken 28 sacks So Daniel Jones, 28 sacks taken, 150 yards lost. Sam Howell, 29 sacks taken, but 185 yards lost. That is a ton of yardage lost on sacks over five games. Uh, The last two sacks that Sam took in the loss to the Bears came in garbage time. Uh, I did not have a problem with head coach Rod Rivera keeping Sam in the loss to the Bills in week three because the idea was for Sam to play through uh, his horrendous play in that game. I do think that Sam being kept in the loss to the Bears was the wrong way to go. Sam played well in the second half. The game was over. And what ended up happening was Sam taking two more sacks in garbage time, him taking unnecessary punishment. The two sacks came well into the fourth quarter on the drive that followed the Bears taking a 37-20 lead. There was nothing for Sam to play through at that point in the game. This was not 
the loss to the Bills. Uh, this was different. And Commander's left tackle Charles Leno Jr. during his postgame session with reporters questioned Sam staying in the game. Quote, we need him for the whole season, not just for a game that's out of hand already, in my opinion. End quote. Eric Bieniemy on Thursday afternoon on the Commanders not pulling Sam at the losses to the Bills and Bears. Well, when I was a young player, I wanted every opportunity to gain as much experience as possible. So being a former player, I know how players think. And so players don't want to ever be pulled. So the thing that I'm looking at is just giving Sam an opportunity to, to learn how to grow and play through the good and as well as the bad. This is why we are a team. You can grow. You can learn things from those experiences. So when it's all said and done with, this is a part of the process that we're supposed to have at this current moment. And hearing Eric Bieniemy talk about the process, as he just did, that to me is yet another sign of a focus, maybe even the focus of the offense right now being developing Sam Howell. A number of comments from Eric and Rod Rivera in recent weeks have spoken to this. Uh, Speaking of Eric and Ron, so theirs is a relationship that goes back to 1999 when Ron was the Philadelphia Eagles linebackers coach and Eric was a running back on the Eagles. Uh, Eric Biennemi on Thursday afternoon on what his recent conversations with Ron Rivera have been like. You know what? That's a great question. Our conversations have been great. You know, uh, I've first of all, I've known Coach Ron since, I mean, obviously I knew of him as a player. But having an opportunity to be on that staff with him, I mean, and that, on that 1999 football team in Philly, uh, I was just blessed and fortunate to develop a lot of relationships with a lot of those coaches. And obviously a lot of those coaches became head coaches. So the thing that I love about Coach Rivera is that he's always upbeat. He's always talking about all the good. He's never focused on anything negative. That's what I love about having this, you know, when we're sharing our conversations because he's always sharing the good. It was just like he shared a few stats on Sam. You know, when you think things ain't as as good as they are, well, hell, you look at Sam's growth process. Obviously, you know, you don't want him taking the hits that he has taken. Uh, You probably don't want a young quarterback slinging it around the park that much. But you know what? Sam has done a great job of handling that. He's doing a great job in a, in a number of things. Now, I'm not a stats guy, okay? But sometimes when you look at him, you're like, man, well, damn. <laughs> I guess we're doing okay. Obviously, we got to fix some things. we got to fix a few things. But now that needs to translate in the win column. So when me and Coach are talking, we're talking about all the good, all the things that we need to continue focusing on and how we're going to keep uplifting these guys and getting them excited about what's next. Much more from Eric Bieniemy in moments. I'm going to next get into what he had to say regarding his pass-heavy play calling. Uh, but we heard Eric talk about Sam Howell being competitive, wanting to play, wanting to stay in the fight. Uh, always know that the law firm of Paulson and Nace is always ready to fight for you. Paulson and Nace is a Washington, D.C.-based family law firm that handles medical malpractice, personal injury, birth injury, legal malpractice, and consumer protection cases offering aggressive advocacy for victims in Washington, D.C. and West Virginia. Call 202-902-7611. And when you call, make sure that you tell Paulson and Nace that Al Galdi sent you. 
Paulson Andes provides passionate advocacy on behalf of injury victims designed to help them and their families move forward after the most difficult of times. And Paulson Andes is excellent at what it does. Paulson Andes has recovered millions of dollars for the sick and injured. Uh, how about this? Two verdicts versus Merrill Dow totaling $132 million. Yeah, Paulson Andes has taken on Big Pharma and won. Uh, Clifton versus Georgetown University Hospital, a $50 million verdict for a young mother injured during childbirth. Uh, Bradley versus the United States of America. Paulson Andes won a case for which the United States government had to pay nearly $1.8 million. Paulson Andes took on the U.S. government at one. If you have a case, contact Paulson Andes. If you feel that you've been wronged, if you think that you've been wrong but aren't sure, call Paulson and Nace and schedule a no-obligation appointment. Call 202-902-7611. That's 202-902-7611. And when you call, tell Paulson and Nace that Al Galdi sent you. You can also visit paulsonandace.com. That's paulsonandace.com. And don't forget to tell Paulson and Nace that Al Galdi sent you. Paulson and Ace, when tragedy happens, let the family of Paulson and Ace take care of your family. Will the Commanders take care of business in their game at the Falcons on Sunday afternoon? Will the Commanders in their game at the Falcons on Sunday afternoon get out to an early lead? You know, the Commanders have trailed at the half in four of their five games this regular season, and that in conjunction with Eric Bieniemy being pass heavy by nature have led to the Commanders being incredibly pass heavy so far this season. Eric Bieniemy on Thursday afternoon on how the early deficits have impacted his play calling. Well, I, I like to sit here and say it doesn't impact anything, but I'll be telling you a lie, obviously. Uh, there's a lot of things that you go into a game plan uh, wanting to do, but at times, unfortunate things happen. And my job is to make sure that I'm giving us every opportunity to, to have a chance. Uh, the unfortunate thing was we need to make sure that we can find a way to have early success for whatever reason, you know, and, and, you know, when you're establishing building a culture and you're trying to get everyone on board with everything, sometimes it's easy to go back to what you're used to. Sometimes it gets easy when things don't go right. It's easy to say, well, damn, here we go again. Now, that's not who we are, okay? That's not why we're here, okay? Everybody in this building has dreamed about basically putting themselves on that stage and taking that trophy home with them. So it's our job as coaches collectively to make sure that our guys are staying focused on the prize. Now, we obviously didn't get off to a great start. One thing I'm proud of, and I thought we could have played much better, but I'm proud of the way that we played the second half. We came out with the energy that I was expecting in the beginning. Now, we just need to find a way to make sure that energy starts from play one. How are we going to get that done? I'm working it out. I don't know. But when it's all said and done with, these guys understand it is important for us to start strong and to finish strong and also not take anything for granted, all right, when it comes to playing, all right, throughout the course of a game. Because I think right now, 
You know, we just don't know how to maintain a high focus of, of success. Uh, just making sure that we can strive, you know, for perfection throughout the course of a 60-minute process. So we're still trying to figure that out. But the thing that I like is the communication. I said that earlier, the communication aspect of it. I'm watching our guys talk through some things. I'm watching them handle things in between plays. I'm listening to them while they're at the line of scrimmage. And it, it's, it's been some good stuff. There's a lot of growth that has been taking place. And just like I said earlier, this is exactly where we need to be. Ideally, you don't want to be sitting here at two and three. But for whatever reason, we put ourselves in that situation. And it's helping us to grow collectively. It's helping us to grow individually. But the thing I'm loving about it is helping us to grow as an offensive unit together. One of the things that is remarkably reliable in predicting who will win an NFL game is which team is leading at the half. The team that is leading at the half goes on to win the game an incredibly high percentage of the time. The commanders having trailed (laughs) at the half of four of their five games this regular season not good. The commander's pass run discrepancy in the loss to the Bears really ended up being something. Eric Bieniemy for the game ended up having a whopping 60 passing plays versus just six rushing plays, all of which came in the first half. Running back Brian Robinson Jr., he in the game had six carries for 10 yards and had four receptions for 33 yards on four targets and playing on 36% of the commander's offensive snaps. All of his carries came in the first half. Robinson on the commander's first offensive snap of the game had a first and 10 five-yard shotgun handoff run. His other five carries in the game totaled five yards. Eric Bieniemy on Thursday afternoon on if he would like to involve Brian Robinson in the commander's offense more. Uh, Brian has done a hell of a job. And, and first of all, uh, when, you, when you're going through games like we had, it's unfortunate because things happen. But you never, ever want to leave out players from the game plan. And obviously the game got away from us, so we felt we had to do some other things to give us a chance uh, to get us – back in position and the thing about it we were we were so close to getting that game back within seven and yeah you don't want to neglect your 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 best players Brian has done a hell of a job of working his tail off the thing I love about the kid is that he just comes to work every single day he don't complain he just wants to do whatever he can do to help us to be better. And that's what you appreciate. And when you're building a culture, when you're establishing a foundation, those are the type of people that you want to build it with because he gets it. You know, sometimes we don't know what it is, you know, but he gets it. And his, his, his personality and his attitude is contagious and it impacts everybody around him. And when you're watching him work on a consistent basis, only thing you want for him, and just like uh, most all of our players, you want them to have success. But right now, this is where we are, and this is where this is who we are. We are two and three football team that's not playing very good, but we're learning that consistency is the key to success, and we got to learn how to become a consistent unit. Yes, you do. The Commanders this regular season have run 322 offensive plays, 200 
235 of those plays have been passing plays. 235 passing plays versus 87 running plays. And in the loss to the Bears, 60 passing plays versus just six running plays, all of which came in the first half. Eric Bieniemy on Thursday afternoon on what he thought when he evaluated the commanders in the loss to the Bears going with so many passing plays. Uh, when you evaluate yourself, obviously you, you, you want to do everything under the sun to win. Um, I think Andy Reid would be proud of me that we threw it 55 or how many times was it? 55. <laughs> I think he would probably be sitting up there like, yeah, EB, I see you. <laughs> Once upon a time, you asked for 25, 30 carries for Jamal Charles. Now you're slinging it around the park. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, you try and give your guys the best opportunity to go win. And, no, you never want to come into a game and say we're going to throw it 55 straight times. But at that particular time, I felt that was what, what was needed. I felt that was what uh, was needed to give us a boost. And throughout that, I thought our guys played their tails off. Um, you know, there's just a few plays that if I would have, should have, could have, you know, no telling what happens. But the thing that we're learning is we can't take those moments for granted. Okay? We're also learning – what the term accountability means. You know, uh, these guys have heard me say this over and over and over again, that indirectly we all impact each other's lives. So we got to make sure that we're doing all the little detailed things uh, that are necessary that can help us to have the success that we need to have. have. And it's not just about uh, studying and being a bookworm. It's about how you're taking care of your body, you know, making sure that you got the right habits at home getting the amount of rest. And then when you're coming into this building, I'm coming into this building with the right attitude and the right mindset, okay? And then understanding that collectively that, you know, throughout the course of a game, you may be called upon three times to be great, okay? The question is, as you watch and you go through that process, is have you prepared yourself mentally and physically to be great for those defining moments. And I think our guys saw that in true form in this game. And the thing is, is these guys are understanding, I have to do my part. Collectively, we're understanding, I have to do my part. Individually, we're learning, I have to do my part. Because if I do my part, I'm giving us a chance to have a chance. And so this is where we are, okay? Nobody wants to be two and three, but I'm sitting here telling you that everything now is looking up because the growth process for us has been great because we're growing together. We're learning together. We're learning about each other. And hopefully what we learn this Sunday afternoon is that the commanders have won at the Falcons. Washington right now is in the midst of its sixth regular season losing streak of at least three games over four seasons with Ron Rivera as head coach. This current three-game losing streak for the Commanders is the 
first regular season losing streak of at least three games that Eric Bieniemy has been a part of since the 2017 season. <laughs> he spent the previous 10 seasons with the Kansas City Chiefs. He was their running backs coach for the 2013 through 2017 seasons. He was the Chiefs offensive coordinator for the 2018 through 2022 seasons. Not a lot of losing for the Chiefs over those 10 seasons. And so Eric Bieniemy on Thursday afternoon was asked to name one specific thing that he has learned over the Commanders' first five games this regular season. Here was his answer. Okay. I've learned this. Losing gets on my damn nerves. And I'm being serious. In order to appreciate winning, you have to despise losing. I despise it. So it's my job to make sure that we don't have to go through these emotions. And how do I conquer that? I got to make sure that I'm doing everything under the sun to make making sure that we don't go through these experiences, making sure that our coaches are armed with the right information. On top of that, just making sure there's anything that I can go back and, and, and plan it a different way, what would I do? So it's helping me to basically reevaluate everything. That's what I'm learning, how to reassess self. How to reassess self. The reassessing of self, a very important thing to be able to do. Uh, clearly, losing is not something that Eric Bieniemy feels good about. But something that you can feel good about is going with catering by Uptown. If you are planning an event that you want to go well, catering by Uptown will come through for you. Catering by Uptown is the DMV's number one catering service. Catering by Uptown, it is a family business that prides itself Audit signature dishes and flawless presentations, and catering by Uptown goes beyond just food. Catering by Uptown offers personalized consultation and event planning assistance that are outstanding, including venue coordination, custom catering menu selection from over a thousand delicious dish selections, and a day of event coordinator who will make sure that everything runs smoothly. From putting together and executing a menu, to picking linens, to selecting an excellent florist, Catering by Uptown is committed to meeting your needs and exceeding your expectations. Whether you're having a wedding or a corporate event, an intimate gathering or a gala, Catering by Uptown is the way to go. Visit CateringByUptown.com and make sure that you mention that Al Galdi sent you. Uh, also know this, Catering by Uptown has job openings for the event waitstaff. Uh, no experience is necessary and you get paid in-house training. This is a great opportunity if you're looking for work. Visit CateringByUptown.com. That's CateringByUptown.com and make sure that you mention that Al Galdi sent you. A salute to all of you who have given this podcast a five-star rating and who have written nice reviews of the podcast. You on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify can rate the podcast. Five-star ratings are greatly appreciated. And you on Apple Podcasts can write a review saying that you like the podcast. The review does not have to be long. could be just a sentence or two. But these ratings and these reviews help us out a lot. So thank you 
very much for doing them. Let us talk Commander's defense in preparation for the game at the Atlanta Falcons this Sunday afternoon at 1. Corner Kristen Holmes on Thursday afternoon did not practice for a second consecutive day due to a hamstring injury that he suffered in the 40-20 loss to the Chicago Bears at FedEx Field on Thursday night football in Week 5. But every other defensive player on the Commander's active roster has been a full participant in practice so far this week. The only injury item of note for the Falcons is their right tackle, Caleb Begary, having been a limited participant in practice on both Wednesday and Thursday due to a knee injury. So is Desmond Ritter about to be the next quarterback who has his way with the commander's defense? You know, Desmond Ritter last week at this time was potentially on the verge of being benched, but he then went out and had the best game of his NFL career so far. Ritter in the Falcons' 21-19 home win over the Houston Texans last Sunday afternoon, 28 of 37 for 329 yards, a touchdown and no interceptions. Andy took no sacks, and he had a seven-yard touchdown run. The commanders for this regular season through Week 5 were 26th out of 32 NFL teams in total defense per DVOA and were 29th out of 32 NFL teams in lowest opponents' yards per play, 5.89. Bad defense, for sure. Commander's defensive coordinator, Jack Del Rio, he on Thursday did a pre-practice press conference that started shortly before 12 p.m. This was Jack on the Falcons' offense. Well, everything um, revolves around the running game. Uh, They do a really good job with it. They've got a good line, very good backs. and good design, so that's where it all starts. But then Ritter has played well and getting the ball out of his hands much quicker. Um, that's it looks like it's obviously an emphasis for him, and um, and so we need to be ready for that. Match that. A lot of offensive weapons on the Falcons when you think about Bijan Robinson and Tyler Algier at running back and Drake London at receiver and Kyle Pitts and Jonu Smith at tight end. Something that the commanders hopefully can take advantage of is the Falcons' offensive line. The Falcons for this regular season through Week 5 were just 26th out of 32 NFL teams in pass block win rate for ESPN and the NFL's next-gen stats and were just 25th out of 32 NFL teams in run block win rate per ESPN and the NFL's next-gen stats. But, you know, at this point, I don't know that it matters who the commander's defense faces or what the stats are, because if this commander's defense doesn't play better, then this commander's defense is going to continue to get worked, regardless of the opponent. We, on Tuesday's show, episode 674, had a great conversation with Commander's insider Sam Fortier of the Washington Post, including a lot on the defense, is Jack Del Rio for a fourth time in four seasons as Washington defensive coordinator is seeing his defense get off to a bad start to a regular season. And so we on Thursday had these exchanges between Sam Fortier and Jack Del Rio. You stressed all preseason starting fast. Why hasn't that happened? Not because I didn't stress it. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, uh, I mean, you look to do it and then you got to go out and you execute. I mean, that's the whole, the whole deal. You, you, you know, you put your plan together, you, you work on different things, you stress different things, and then you go out and compete. And then it's there, you know, we basically stick our necks out and, um, and, and when it goes well, we're, we're excited and we move on to the next one. And when it doesn't go well, we're disappointed. Uh, 
and and pissed and and those kind of things but the reality is you have to move on to the next one so that's that's where we are we're moving on in our preparation um in our focus it, it can't be whether it was really good or really bad it cannot remain on what was it has to go forward and and that's where we are right now this is the fourth year in a row that's happened in the past you've made schematic tweaks you've made lineup changes is there a common thread that you've seen or <laughs> no. No, if there was a common thread, you know, I'd get right to it. It's uh, each year is a new year. Um, each team is a new team. Um, we will continue to teach and develop and adjust and um, and fight, and uh, and and that's that's I take great pride in that. And uh, you know, we'll continue to teach with great attitude, great positive, uh, and want to have a great positive impact on our guys, and and then and then go let it let it rip on Sundays, and that's that's what we're about. You know, Jack Del Rio in the months leading up to this season placed particular emphasis on two things, the defense getting off to a good start and the defense generating more turnovers. The exact opposite of what Jack wanted is happening. The defense is off to a bad start and the defense is struggling to generate turnovers. The commanders over five games this regular season have forced just five turnovers. Ironically, a theory that has come up for why the commander's defense is struggling is that it is trying to generate more turnovers, that players are taking unnecessary gambles. We did see some of that in the loss to the Bears. Uh, Jack Del Rio on Thursday on if players are trying too hard to force turnovers. I don't know uh, if I would say that. I think um, certainly, um, you know, it does happen where guys try to do more than just their job. You know, a a big challenge this week, you know, coach put forth, everybody just do your job. And um, and so, yeah, I mean, I think guys, it's it's not from like a lack of caring. It's not from a lack of want to. You know, guys, guys definitely want to impact this team in a positive way. Uh, we as a defense want to help the football team in any way we can. And so I, I think, yeah, I think those kinds of things are natural human reactions. We just have to make sure we're on top of, you know, our assignment, our job, and, and, uh, and, and, and building that confidence that we're talking about. And, and, um, and then we'll play much better and have more fun. Well, one of the reasons that the Commanders took corner Emmanuel Forbes Jr. with the number 16 overall pick in the 2023 NFL Draft was his penchant for generating turnovers while at Mississippi State. But as we know, things are not going well with Emmanuel Forbes. Seeing the 34-31 overtime loss at the Philadelphia Eagles in Week 4 got shredded. He, in that game for Pro Football Focus, was targeted 13 times and gave up nine catches for 197 yards. And then in the loss to the Bears, he was so bad that he got benched. This was Jack Del Rio on Thursday on Emmanuel Forbes. I'm just going to say it hasn't gone the way um, he would like or we would like. And um, and so we'll just keep working at it. You know, I, I, I believe in a young man. and He's obviously had a rough start. Um, hasn't been as productive as uh, as we'd like him to be, and I know how much he'd like to be himself. So uh, just got to keep working. That's what you do in this in this business. Um, there's no shortcut. There's no easy way out. Uh, you just have to work, and uh, and that's what we want him to do. What Jack Del Rio said right there about Emmanuel Forbes is what Jack should say. Keep this in mind. Jack seemingly very much wanted 
the Commanders to draft Forbes. That certainly was a takeaway from a video that the Commanders put out regarding their behind-the-scenes activity on the night of the first round of the 2023 draft. Here was Jack on Thursday on if he says anything to Forbes in order to make sure that he doesn't lose his confidence. Well, you can't really save anybody with words. Um, It just comes down to, you know, working. And uh, I think you build confidence through your preparation and through your um, practice habits and those types of things. So that's what we'll stress and, uh, and look to continue to build confidence in all of our guys. And unfortunately, available guys for the moment do not include safeties Derek Forrest and Jeremy Reeves. The commanders on Tuesday morning announced having placed Forrest and Reeves on the reserve injured list. Uh, So the commander's secondary, already reeling in terms of its performance this season, now is without a key player in Derek Forrest, who for this regular season has played on 99.1% of the commander's defensive snaps. Now, he has not been at his best this season, but still, key guy in that commander's secondary. Forrest being out will mean more playing time for Percy Butler and or Quan Martin. Uh, Jack Del Rio on Thursday on what he wants to see from Percy Butler and Quan Martin. Yeah, step up. They they get an opportunity. You know, that's really what happens. You know, um, really unfortunate injury. Uh, Defoe's is a great member of this squad. And, uh, you know, and and Revo as well. You know, we'll we'll miss those guys. Um, But, you know, when those things happen and they do in this game, it's uh, next man up, and they get an opportunity to show what they're capable of, and, and the team's counting on them. Regarding Quan Martin, so we in this game at the Falcons this Sunday afternoon presumably are going to see him finally play on some regular season defensive snaps. The Commanders took Quan in the second round of the 2023 NFL Draft, but he, over the team's first five games of this regular season, has played on zero defensive snaps. He, for the 35-33 win at the Denver Broncos in Week 2, was inactive due to a concussion, but he, in each of the Commanders' other four games this regular season, has not played on a single defensive snap. And so we, on Thursday, had this exchange between Commanders insider Ben Standig of The Athletic and Jack Del Rio. Uh, Quan Martin, obviously, uh, has, he hasn't played a defensive snap so far. From your perspective, I guess, obviously, I know you guys have other safeties. Maybe that changes now with some of the injuries. What has been the hesitation, I guess, to get him on the field in terms of just him? Just depth at that position. No no hesitation. Um, so, yeah, so, you know, obviously, he'll be involved now uh, and uh, look forward to watching him play. How will Quan Martin do on Sunday afternoon? How much will Emmanuel Forbes play on Sunday afternoon? So big questions with the Commanders' first two picks in the 2023 draft for Sunday afternoon. But geez, can this Commanders' defense please be better, okay? Can you please not be awful? Can we at least achieve that? Uh, well, if you want your shaving situation to be better, get with Manscaped. And take advantage of a special offer for listeners of this podcast. Uh, my friends at Manscaped have something new for you. The Handyman. The Handyman is the best electric shaver ever. Featuring a compact design and next-gen skin-safe technology, the Handyman is designed to give you that smooth finish without the mess of a traditional shave. Uh, and here's a special treat with no trick for this Halloween season, go to manscaped.com and use the promo code GALDI, my last name, G-A-L-D-I, GALDI, for 20% off plus 
free shipping. We've all dealt with bad razors that uh, make your neck look like a horror movie. Uh, What's great about the Handyman is that its skin-safe technology helps to reduce nicks and cuts, so you can finally feel confident when going for that close shave. And if you are a beard guy, Manscaped has the Beard Hedger, uh, which is a high-tech beard grooming piece of excellence (laughs) that offers 20 different beard lengths and just one guard and has a long-lasting battery universal charging, and a strong motor. Whatever your shaving needs, Manscaped has you covered. Don't settle for mediocrity with your shaving. Get with Manscaped and take advantage of this special offer. Go to manscaped.com and use the promo code GALDI for 20% off plus free shipping. That's manscaped.com, promo code GALDI for 20% off plus free shipping. Well, past results are not always an indication of future performance, but Washington has had a lot of success against the Atlanta Falcons over the years. Washington's all-time record against the Falcons, regular season and postseason, is 17-10-1, including a win in each of the last two regular seasons. Will Washington extend its winning streak over the Falcons to three games while also snapping a three-game losing streak. The two and three Commanders at the three and two Falcons Sunday afternoon at one. My friends, it is that time. The time to rhyme. It is time for rhyming keys. My keys to a Commander's victory in rhyming fashion. Uh, always know these rhymes, they are not meant to be good. They are not good. Uh, they are only meant to make a few points. And in fact, I have a saying for this segment. It's counterintuitive, the saying is, but the worse the rhyme, the better the time. And so here we go. Hardcore analysis combined with scheduled fun. Rhyming keys for a commander's win at the Falcons on Sunday afternoon. How do the commanders win this game? We now rhyme the ways. Rhyming key number one. This is for both the commander's offense and defense. In a battle of running backs with the initials BR, make it so that your guy is the one who goes far. (laughs) Uh, Your RB1 battle for this game is commander's running back Brian Robinson Jr. versus Falcons running back Bijan Robinson who the Falcons took with the number eight overall pick in the 2023 NFL draft and who is doing quite well. Uh, Bijan for this regular season through week five was tied for eighth in the NFL in rushing yards 364 and has a yards per carry of 5.43. Falcons head coach Arthur Smith over the last two seasons has given Washington a lot of problems with his rushing offenses, including in the commander's 19-13 win over the Falcons at a rainy FedEx field last November 27th. The commanders in that game allowed Falcons running backs Cordero Patterson, Tyler Algier, and Caleb Huntley to combine for 23 carries for 118 yards. That works out to a yards per carry of 5.13. And the commanders in that game allowed quarterback Marcus Mariota to have six carries for 49 yards. He killed the commanders on read option runs. Uh, Mariota now is the Philadelphia Eagles QB2, but the Falcons a QB1, Desmond Ritter, can run. But also in that commanders win over the Falcons 
last season was Brian Robinson having the best game of his NFL career so far. He had 18 carries for 105 yards, and he had two receptions for 20 yards and a touchdown on three targets. The touchdown reception was tremendous, a first quarter, first and 10, 14-yard touchdown reception on which Robinson ran over corner Darren Hall and then plowed through linebacker Michael Walker in route to the end zone. Brian Robinson in the 40-20 loss to the Chicago Bears at FedEx Field on Thursday Night Football in Week 5 had just six carries all in the first half. He is nothing if not fresh. Uh, Which B-Rob, Brian Robinson or Bijan Robinson, will be the better B-Rob on Sunday afternoon? And so rhyming key number one, this for both the commander's offense and defense in a battle of running backs with the initials BR, make it so that your guy is the one who goes far. Rhyming key for Commanders Falcons number two. This is for Commanders defensive coordinator Jack Del Rio. Our guy, JDR. Less man should be the plan. As we on Wednesday show, episode 675, talked about with Commanders analyst Mark Bullock of Bullock's Film Room, which you can find at markbullock.substack.com. The Commanders have been playing more man coverage than had been anticipated, certainly given what we had seen from Jack Del Rio in each of his first three seasons as Washington defensive coordinator. Remember, a big part of the debacle that was corner William Jackson the third time with Washington was him being asked to play more zone when he was more comfortable in man, although uh, old WJ3 with Washington got beat in both zone and man, but I digress. Jack, in the loss to the Bears, had the commanders playing a lot of man coverage or variations of man coverage. Man coverage sounds great and tough, but man coverage leaves you more susceptible to big plays. And sure enough, the number one problem for the commander's massive disappointment of a defense right now is the giving up of big plays, the giving up of explosive plays. The commanders allowed the Bears to have seven plays, each of at least 20 yards, including five plays, each of at least 32 yards, and two plays, each of at least 56 yards. Now, Jack Del Rio is not a dummy. He has reasons for calling the coverages that he calls, but what he has been calling isn't working. Playing zone coverage isn't sexy and is perhaps less conducive to generating turnovers, but so what? The commander's defense right now is a bloody mess in terms of giving up big plays. The team needs to stop the bleeding. The commander's defense last season was really good. What the team was doing defensively last season, let's do more of that. And so rhyming key number two, this for Jack Del Rio, less man should be the plan. And rhyming key for Commander's Falcons number three. This is for Commander's quarterback, Sam Howell. In order to have a good day, look to Tay-Tay. <laughs> you know, there's irony in former Washington quarterback Taylor Heineke now being the Falcons QB2. Because two of Taylor's best games for Washington came against the Falcons. October 3rd, 2021, Washington won at the Falcons 34-30. Taylor was outstanding. He went 23 of 33 for 290 yards, three touchdowns, and no interceptions. He had five carries for 43 yards. He was sacked 
just once, which was the result of a zero-yard scramble. He led a fourth-quarter comeback and a game-winning drive. Taylor for the game had a total QBR for ESPN of 88.7. QBR is on a scale of 0 to 100. A QBR of 88.7 is excellent. And then the aforementioned game from last season, November 27th, 2022, the Commanders' 19-13 win over the Falcons at a rainy FedEx field. Taylor in that game had a so-so game, but he also had a winning game. He quarterbacked a Commanders offense that went 5-12 on third downs and went 2-3 in the red zone as he had two red zone touchdown passes. Uh, Sam Howell is in a pretty good place right now. It's kind of funny saying that because the sack problem is a major problem. But Sam, for this regular season through week five, was number six among all qualified quarterbacks in the NFL in adjusted completion percentage per pro football focus, 79.8. Adjusted completion percentage is a version of completion percentage that accounts for dropped passes, uh, passes thrown away, spike balls, passes batted at lines of scrimmage, and those passes on which a quarterback was hit as he threw. Ranking number six among all qualified quarterbacks in the NFL in adjusted completion percentage for PFF is significant. Sam Howell, to me, is the biggest bright spot of this commander season so far. The Falcons' defense has played well so far this season, but their pass rush has been a problem. Maybe, just maybe, this can be a game in which Sam gets sacked, say, two times or less. Is that possible? Can we maybe do that? And let's see Sam do as Taylor did against the Falcons in each of the last two seasons, quarterback a win. And so rhyming key number three, this for Sam Howell, in order to have a good day, look to (laughs) Tay-Tay. All right, it is prediction time. The Commanders for Crab Sports plus two and a half. A ton of public money on the Falcons. Put aside all Commanders' thoughts and feelings from purely a betting perspective. This line is begging you to take the Falcons. They're at home. They're 3-2. and two. They're coming off an impressive 21-19 win over the Houston Texans. The Commanders have lost three consecutive games, are coming off an embarrassing 40-20 loss to the lowly Bears, and yet the Falcons are favored by just two and a half points. Makes no sense, right? And so that's why it makes perfect sense to take the commanders. Don't do what Las Vegas wants you to do. Do the opposite. Give me the Manders plus the two and a half final score. Commanders 24, Falcons 21. Sam Howell connects with receiver Deami Brown on a touchdown bomb in the fourth quarter. And the equivalent of a touchdown bomb when it comes to buying tickets is downloading the GameTime app and using the promo code ALGALDI. If you are looking for tickets to a Commanders game or a Capitals game or a Wizards game or a Maryland football game or a Navy football game or whatever, download the GameTime app and use the promo code ALGALDI. When it comes to buying tickets for sports, music, comedy, and theater, the way to go is with the GameTime app. GameTime offers great deals on last-minute tickets and has a best price guarantee. So you no longer have to worry if you're truly going about getting tickets in the best possible way. The game time guarantee means that you'll always get the best price. And if you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time 
will credit you 110% of the difference. What's also great about Game Time is how easy it makes searching for tickets. You can search by team, venue, or artist. Uh, I was just on Game Time looking at tickets for Commander's Games in the 2023 regular season. A lot of good deals, and the seating chart next to the listed tickets made figuring out what exactly I'd be getting super easy. Game Time is the fastest growing ticketing app in the country. Game Time is the app for last minute ticket deals. You don't have to plan months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Game Time also offers flash deals on tickets, and tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Get the tickets without the stress with Game Time, which is offering a special deal for listeners of the Al Galdi podcast. Here's what to do download the Game Time app, create an account, and use this promo code. Al Galdi. You use that promo code Al Galdi, you get $20 off your first purchase. Uh, terms do apply, but download the Game Time app, create that account, and use the promo code Al Galdi for $20 off your first purchase. What time is it? It's Game Time. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And time now to talk college football week seven. Time now for Goldilocks, my college football previews and picks for Maryland, Navy, Virginia Tech, and Virginia. You've heard of Goldilocks and the Three Bears. Well, this is Goldilocks, and it's brought to us by Crab Sports. Crab Sports is Maryland's number one sports book. You can visit crabsports.com or download the new Crab Sports app which is available in both the App Store and Google Play. Crab Sports is the only sports book that offers special boosts and parlays on all DMV area teams. In fact, if you go to crabsports.com or are on the Crab Sports app between 5 p.m. Eastern Friday to 11 a.m. Eastern Saturday, you will see my Goldilocks picks in the Boosted Odds section. Yes, you get Boosted Odds with my Goldilocks selections, making it easier for you to make money, money. <laughs> and know this, join Crab Sports now with the promo code GALDI, my last name, G-A-L-D-I, GALDI, and Crab Sports will match your new customer first bet up to $250. So, crabsports.com or the Crab Sports app, promo code GALDI. Crab Sports is partnering with local hero brands and businesses to bring the best localized betting experience to Maryland. Crab Sports wants to remind you to please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. Must be 21 years of age or older. Uh, no game for Virginia this week. Uh, the Cavaliers are coming off a win. Uh, they improved to 1-5 and five overall. A 27-13 win over William & Mary at Scott Stadium in Charlottesville, Virginia last Saturday afternoon. Uh, now, this was not exactly an overly impressive win. <laughs> uh, the Cavs had to overcome a 13-3 second quarter deficit to defeat an FCS team in William & Mary in what was a home game for the Cavs. So yeah, UVA still has plenty of problems. And next up for the Wahoos is a game at number 12, North Carolina, on Saturday, October 21st. All right, Goldilocks game number one, Maryland home to Illinois, Saturday afternoon at 3.30. The Terrapins per Crab Sports, minus 13 
and a half. This game is the Terps' homecoming game. Uh, it follows them falling to 5-1 and one overall and 2-1 and one in the Big Ten with a 37-17 loss at then number four, Ohio State, last Saturday afternoon. A game in which the Terps blew a 10-0 second quarter lead. They got outscored the rest of the game 37-7, including losing the fourth quarter 17-0. Illinois is not good. The fighting Illini, uh, just 2-4 and four overall and 0-3 and in the Big Ten. There's part of me as a Maryland fan, as a product of the University of Maryland, that worries about the Terps coming out flat in this game off the big game at the Buckeyes. But also in that loss at the Buckeyes was Terps quarterback Talia Tungabailoa not playing well. He threw two bad interceptions, including a pick six. He completed just 21 of his 41 pass attempts. He, over his 41 pass attempts, threw for just 196 yards. That works out to a yards per pass attempt of just 4.78. There has been an up and down nature to Talia during his time with the Terps, but I'd be surprised and disappointed if he did not come out focused and playing well. And Illinois is an opponent against which he should play well. Give me Maryland. Minus 13 and a half. Make money, money, make money, money, money. Thank you, Snoop Dogg. Goldilocks game number two, Virginia Tech home to Wake Forest Saturday afternoon at 3.30. The Hokies for Crab Sports minus one and a half. Uh, Tech like Maryland has homecoming this weekend and Tech like Maryland is coming off a road loss to a top five team. The Hokies fell to two and four overall and one and one in the ACC with a 39-17 loss at then number five Florida State last Saturday. The Hokies trailed at the end of the first quarter 22-0. They then scored 17 consecutive points, but Tech then lost the rest of the game 17-0. It does appear as if the Hokies will be going with the Baylor transfer, Kyron Drones, as a team starting quarterback for a fifth consecutive game. As the man who began the season as a team's QB1, Grant Wells, continues to deal with an ankle injury. Uh, Drones in the loss at FSU was bad as a passer, but very effective as a runner. As the Hokies' rushing offense in the game was really good. Drones as a runner, 12 carries for 93 yards when you take out the two sacks that he took. And Hokies running backs, Malachi Thomas, Bashal Tootin, Bryce Duke, Duke and Chance Black combined for 21 carries for 129 yards and a touchdown. That works out to a yards per carry of 6.14. The biggest problem for Tech continues to be the run defense, which is atrocious. <laughs> Tech allowed Florida State running backs Trey Benson, Lawrence Toafili, and Rodney Hill to have a combined 23 carries for 263 yards and three touchdowns. Tech allowed Benson to have 11 carries for 200 yards and two touchdowns. That works out to a yards per carry of 18.18. Uh, some sneaky good news for the Hokies' defense in the loss at FSU was the return of safety Nasir Peoples from a four-game absence caused by injury. Also, safety Jalen Jones was back participating in practice on Wednesday and was in a regular uniform of being in blue last week. A blue indicates limited contact. Jones has missed the last two games due to injury. Uh, the Wake Forest Demon Deacons, they are 3-2 and overall and 0-2 in the ACC. They run what is known as the slow mesh offense, uh, which is an offense based on RPOs, run pass options, and the mesh points are done in very slow, deliberate ways. This actually is pretty unique, almost funny uh, to watch. Uh, the public for this game is all over Wake Forest. You can't feel great about tech, but 
its offense is showing signs of life, and Tech actually has an at least somewhat realistic path to bowl eligibility, if you could believe that, to six wins as two of the team's final three games of the regular season are against the two worst teams in the ACC, Boston College and Virginia. A win over Wake would go a long way toward bowl eligibility for the Hokies. Give me Virginia Tech minus one and a half. Make money, money, make money, money, money. And Goldilocks game number three, Navy at Charlotte, Saturday afternoon at two. The midshipmen for Crab Sports, minus three and a half. The mids are coming off a nice win. They improved to two and three overall and one and two in the American Athletic Conference with a 27-24 win over North Texas at Navy Marine Corps Memorial Stadium in Annapolis, Maryland last Saturday. Navy's rushing offense was outstanding. The mids totaled 54 carries for 336 yards and three touchdowns when you take out the one sack that the mids took and their three kneel downs. Uh, Fullback Alex Tesca had 17 carries for 137 yards and two touchdowns. Tesca for this season through week six was number five among all qualified players in the FBS in yards per carry, 7.64. And quarterback Ty Lovatai last Saturday saved the day. How about what this guy did? Uh, So Navy head coach Brian Newberry in each of the team's previous three games had gone with the two-quarterback approach of Ty Lovatai as the starter and Blake Horvath as the backup. But Newberry for this game started Horvath over Lovatai and in fact had Lovatai as the mids QB3 as opposed to the QB2. Braxton Woodson was the QB2, but Horvath got knocked out of the game via a thumb injury and then Newberry went with Lovatai and not Woodson. And so Lovatai played in his 22nd career game, but first as a non-starter, but he played well. He as a passer went 4 of 8 for 75 yards, a touchdown, and no interceptions. He took no sacks, and he had three carries for 28 yards. So what now for Navy at quarterback? Well, Horvath is expected to be out for a while, so either Lovatai or Woodson will start at Charlotte. I would think that Lovatai will get the start, but who knows? And it may be that Brian Newberry goes back to having a two-quarterback approach. Uh, the Charlotte 49ers are 1-4 and four overall and 0-1 and in the AAC. This game against Navy is the Niners' homecoming game. Yes, Navy is Charlotte's homecoming opponent. Uh, Charlotte is rested, hasn't played a game since September 30th, but has lost four consecutive games, a losing streak that started with a 38-20 loss at Maryland on September 9th. There is heavy public action on Charlotte for some reason. Give me Navy minus three and a half. Make money, money, make money, money, money. All right, so your Goldilocks for college football week seven, Maryland minus 13 and a half, Virginia Tech minus one and a half, Navy minus three and a half. And don't forget, join Cram Sports now with the promo code GALDI, G-A-L-D-I, my last name, GALDI, and Crab Sports will match your new customer first bet up to $250. Go to crabsports.com or download the Crab Sports app and use the promo code GALDI. And that will do it for you and me for now. Keep the feedback coming. You can tweet me at Al Galdi. You can email me, the Al Galdi podcast at yahoo.com. Monday show, episode 678. We'll have a lot for you on the Commander's In-Depth 
reaction to and analysis of whatever happens in their game at the Atlanta Falcons this Sunday afternoon at 1. Also on Monday's show, my thoughts on college football week 7, which includes Maryland, home to Illinois, Saturday afternoon at 3.30. Virginia Tech, home to Wake Forest, Saturday afternoon at 3.30. Navy at Charlotte, Saturday afternoon at 2. And James Madison, home to Georgia Southern, Saturday at noon. And I, on Monday's show, will talk Capitals as their 2023-2024 regular season begins on Friday night, home to the Pittsburgh Penguins at 7.30. Have a great weekend, and I'll talk to you on Monday. Try giving short, simple answers. Mrs. Griffin, what do you plan to do about crime in our city? A lot. (laughs) Because that's what Jesus wants. 9-11 was bad. I agree with that. What are your plans for cleaning up our environment? (laughs) 9-11. our traffic problem? Nine. (laughs) Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.